0: Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast, 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans, from Lawrence Public Librarians,
1: Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. (laughs) I
2: know, that's true. Hey, Kate. Hey, Polly.
1: Hey. So, Welcome. To yourself. Uh, hello to you. And to all the people mm-hmm. listening to the Book Squad podcast. Um, thank you. And also <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be one of those episodes, everybody. Yep. Okay. So uh, we're back to our regular format. Mm-hmm. Although maybe we should just stop saying that. We're irregular people. Right. That's fine. And our formats are what they are.
2: They are what they are, Let's not and we'll judge just them. you know what, yeah. The format
1: is not an apology. That that's gonna make <laughs> sense to everybody else in just a minute, in just a hot minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so normally we open with bookish news items, and um, then we do two mm-hmm. book minimum and mm-hmm. she said she said, but we don't really have a lot of bookish news today. Nope. So I'm gonna just do a real hot take on the A-L-A. American Library Association, mm-hmm. because a lot of bookish things happen there. But the most important bookish thing is. <laughs> that I met Carla Hayden, the Librarian of Congress, and I shook her hand, and she was glorious. And you saw... And then another really important thing that happened is that I sat five seats away from Michelle Obama. God dang it. And I also got to see Viola Davis. I know. This is the best. Who pretty much is a national treasure. Yep. Yeah. And also, I walked right next to Emilio Estevez. He's really short. I am not going to judge his body.
2: No, that's so true. (laughs) Right. It's not a judgment. That was just, I I said, how tall is he? And you were like, really not.
1: He's not. Right. He's not taller than me. And I'm in the middle of most humans. (laughs) Great. Great. Anyway, it was uh, so, you know, everyone was there just celebrating, celebrating reading and celebrating the book and celebrating stories and celebrating what libraries do Celebrating um, the rest of us. and learning how to do our jobs better and better and better. But yeah, the Emilio us thing I thought was, that was really cool is, you know, he was there because he was promoting. Uh, have we talked about the, the public? The public? No. I don't think we
2: have. I don't think we have talked about the public. What is this?
1: So it's semi bookish news. It's a movie. That will be coming out. We they hope in November. They were still looking for uh, distribution um, when we were there, and um, it's a it's a movie about written by, starring, directed by, and starring Emilio um, about uh, a group of folks who are experiencing homelessness and who. Um, Uh, are in Ohio Mm -hmm. during a really incredibly cold period and Mm -hmm. people are dying on the streets and they decide to stay, just sit in and not leave the library. And so it's this intersection between folks who are experiencing homelessness and um, the way that the library functions in a community. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of really funny in-jokes. If you work in a library, Mm -hmm. that you'll be like, ha-ha. Um, But it's it's just, it was a really... um, it was a good it was a good story. It was like it was feel good. I think people who aren't librarians will still appreciate it and love it. I think people who are librarians will welcome that that feeling yeah. of like seeing their profession reflected on the big screen. I mean, we right. see lawyers and doctors yes. and and police officers and detectives and I don't know. And when there are librarians it's often just the shushers or, right. you know,
2: yeah, like, this, it's it's not really talking about. There's no shushing. I well, haven't. good. I would hope not, not in this time. day and age. Mm-hmm.
1: And you said that it was a fairly sensitive portrayal of. I Yeah, I think that it actually was really say was because I think there was that concern. When, and the movie was made in, in um, with the help of. Um, why am I going to blank oh, on his name? Dowd Ryan, mm-hmm. Dowd. Ryan Dowd. Ryan Dowd uh who that is his job is to work with um homeless mm-hmm. populations and uh has written books on um yeah compassionate and appropriate you know care for folks experiencing homelessness and so i mean it was written with this person essentially like uh uh-huh. um as part of the conversation so i went to a, uh, or I listened to a webinar with him and um
2: we the library staff has a copy of the um, like I don't remember the exact title, but it's you know it's like library patron, like working with library patrons who are experiencing homelessness mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I can link to that in the show notes, and then also the trailer for
1: yeah the public. The public a, if really you have good. not
2: seen it, it's really good.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> it was it was quite good. So I guess well, we good. did have some bookish. There it is. <laughs> that was mostly about a movie, but also it takes place in a bookish place. Yes, mm. mm-hmm. done so, done. Okay. Let's move on. Should we say that we have someone here? Should do we want to say that now? Well, yes. I don't
2: know because like what if we're hilarious and, and, and they They laugh. can't control their laughter. They just laugh and, and laugh. I know. So that wouldn't be
1: unheard of. We have Chloe I <laughs> know that's true. <laughs> Hi, Chloe. Hi. <laughs> uh, Chloe is an intern with us this summer and they are um doing all things library mm-hmm. in addition to planning their own really incredible um, project that they're working on. And um we can so talk, Yeah, we can talk about the internship yeah, we'll and do stuff. we we'll do that at the end when we yeah. talk about what's going on at the library. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so so they're here watching us today, uh, not even creepily. <laughs> a little, a little. Just looking at us, <laughs> doing our thing. Um, yeah. So when we do all these arm movements, when we're explaining Someone things, is witnessing this. So someone can see it. <laughs> Maybe Chloe can weigh I'm good. in. Now, can, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so I guess it's two book minimum time. Two book minimum time. It feels and like a, it's been a long time. So it has been. Two it two has been. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but I've been reading a lot of books. Well, good. Well, you can do a minimum of two. Oh, dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's good. Because no, yeah, a lot of them, um, a lot of them have been actually um, books like advanced reader copies, so I can't talk about them with you guys until a while from now but i will you can't it just they would feel really left out yeah yeah except for i'm going to tell people i'm going to break in right now and i'm going to tell people to get on hold for the barack obama joe biden hope oh, never dies right noir bromance oh my god that's amazing and that is available right now there's I like an eagle it's on just about to be published. Yeah. No, it's Bar- it's Barack no, I know, Obama there like, and I thought there was like- Joe Biden, and they're, like, in a convertible. Oh. And Barack's, like, ha, ah, you what know. Do I feel like there was an eagle behind them. No, in there might have there, been. In my head, there is. There might have been. I was just, like, no, an You were just, like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> good. And Uncle so, Joe. And so Uncle Joe. So hi, so I snuck you in a thing. All, All right. right. But so here's my, actual books? here's my actual two books. So the first one is Tell Me More, Stories About the Twelve Hardest Things I'm Learning to Say by Kelly Corrigan. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking forward to this one for a while because I saw her talk about it before it was published and um, and she was a great storyteller. And in the book, she is a really wonderful storyteller, which I think is part of our Irish inheritance. Uh huh. That's Yep. You both <laughs> gonna call it gonna call it. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, she just she tackles some really difficult things. Like the two main things that well actually three main things that kind of come out of the, the book are um she lost her father mm-hmm. um she lost her best friend. <gasps> and um and she's just and, and dealing with I mean I think the main stories revolve around that and then just and dealing with um, being a parent to her um, kids. And and they're in a they're teenagers and mm-hmm. sort of in a different place too, so so the twelve hardest things that she's learning Her to best say, mm, oh. and that was the <clears throat> remember I texted you and I was like I sent you a picture of this book and I was like do you want to cry yourself right
2: yes into a, a, coma.
1: To a <laughs> uh, into a husk because yeah. you've lost all your your body moisture yes <laughs> like <clears throat> this one I mean I was just just set up an IV while you're. Yes, I, mean. I mean, just ugly crying. Oh god! I was just—I uh, mean, like oh ugly crying. And it was not every story, but the the final story was really—I'm
2: gonna cry right now. I don't even and, know. I don't even
1: know. Um, I'm just gonna cry right now. You—I know the final story was just incredible and 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 so <laughs> beautiful. And um, and,
2: you're tearing and, up, and, and I'm, I'm tearing up, and I am tearing out and i do not know tearing what's tearing happening. Why? But you
1: just um. But you should just read it. It like I mean, there are some. There's reasons why our body cry, and I think that it's okay to have some no, really stupid because <laughs> There's no reason. <clears throat> okay, but it's. I'm working on that. I think you of all people. I'm coming right now. Need to read this book. I'm gonna bring you the last chapter. Yeah, um, the last chapter. But it was. But I mean, and maybe, and I think the last chapter was chapter was most. Powerful because you are introduced to her relationship with her best friend. No. in different stories. No. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. It's an incredible book. So, um, and it's—I it, think the stories are fantastic. So, please read it. <laughs> please read it, and please do yourself a solid and do so with Kleenex.
2: My dog is not really like one of those
1: dogs that really cares if I'm crying. Like I
2: know some dogs are like, <laughs> let me comfort you. And she's just like, pay attention to me and give me some food. That'll make you feel better. <laughs> do, you, do you
1: feel like do you feel like I can't until I have an emotional support dog yeah. who will pay attention well, to my I crying? Because I have a cat
2: who will come up and cuddle with me, which is really sweet. And I was like, Oh, of course my dog's gonna do that. It's just gonna be bigger,
1: bigger cuddles. Right. And she's
2: just like, Can I just Which one better? is it? Is it t- It's Oscar. Tubbs has no emotions. Tubbs is me. <clears> Tubbs okay. is a husk.
1: Tubbs is a husk. Okay. Well this is okay, everybody. I'll read it to Tubbs and see what happens. We're going to, yeah, this is happening. You're okay. going to read that, okay? Great. So then, my next one is not. There's no crying at all, Thank unless you really. Uh, the idea of You're crying like, in anything, technically. The idea of eat. not having Twitter for a day uh-huh. <clears throat> makes you cry. No, I'm okay. So, um, <clears throat> this the book is bored and brilliant. How spacing out um, can oh. I, I cut off the rest of the <laughs> title. out. How, I cut off the rest of the title. How spacing out can – I help, don't remember it. Um, help you something. Blah, but it's – yeah, it helps you, like, become more brilliant. Um, and it's by Manoush Zamarodi. Don't space out in the middle of writing. <laughs> Clearly, folks. I need to put down <laughs> the tech. I probably oh like switch to a different. I probably switch to a different program in the yeah. It's like famous. a browser, yeah. So anyway, um, the premise of this book is, um, or well, I can just read what it's about. In twenty in twenty fifteen, Manush Zamarodi, creator of WNYC's popular podcast and radio show "Note oh. to Self," led tens of thousands of listeners through an experiment to help them unplug from their devices, get bored, jumpstart their creativity, and change their lives. Bored and Brilliant builds on that experiment to show us how to rethink our gadget use to live better and smarter in this new digital ecosystem. You could do an
2: NPR.
1: You've got it. That was a very NPR voice. Thank you. Hmm. I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so I uh, I am loving this book because I'm I'm conflicted in myself about my usage. I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you do you feel that way? Or are you just like I embrace it? Um, all I gotta think about it. Okay, we should do a, we should do an episode on that. Okay. Maybe you should read this book and then we Good could do. God,
2: tell, stop telling me things to read.
1: <laughs> that is literally my I know, job. I
2: know. <laughs> um, do I feel conflicted? I do feel a little bit like I have a bit of an Instagram addiction, especially if you look at how many posts I've made versus how many posts anybody else has made. It's an amazing difference. So, but
1: I also feel good about it. So yes, I guess I am conflicted. Chloe, do you feel conflicted about your use of technology?
0: I do, just cause like, I, I literally had this conversation
1: the other day with my like best
0: friend. We were like, I wanna delete all my social media, but if I don't, then it's like, I have no friends. No one will talk to mm-hmm. me if I don't have, I don't even have Twitter and like someone will be like, did you see this funny meme? And I'm like, what? Right. What is a
1: meme? I missed a meme.
0: You're just totally left <laughs> out. Yeah. Until it gets to Instagram. And then I'm like, hey, guys, look at this. And I'm like, that
2: was so last week. That's exactly, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, and Chloe, like, being in a in a different age demographic than us, like, has has had, like, technology since the, you know, minute uh, right. they got here. So, um we have integrated in into our lives over time. Well, I mean, I mean like we got the internet when I was ten. I feel like,
0: like <laughs> I feel like at some point babies are just gonna be born with phones.
2: It's just gonna, they're gonna come out with just like. Did you
0: see this Twitter post?
2: <laughs> they're gonna text from inside the womb. <laughs> I'm uh, BR, BRB. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, actually, I'll be out in a minute. I mean, BRB. <laughs> Uh, mom listening what is that mom <laughs> listening over shoulder is that like isn't that a thing like oh maybe that's really old where, <laughs> <oops>. <laughs> I have just been I have just been shamed <laughs> I thought there was a thing when you were like texting or like messaging with somebody where you're like mate, you put like, like things because oh. you don't want it's like mom over shoulder oh, or okay. something like that or oh, man. Chloe I'm not making that up am I yes. no you're
0: not making it I, don't, I don't think so
2: <laughs> I mean, moms
1: are moms are over one Thank you, shoulder. Chloe. My mom was over
0: my shoulder, like I was checking the time today at like, Ladybird. I was
2: know? like, "Oh, I got an
0: email for work," and I just my mom's like, "I was like, oh, this
1: is my <laughs> this is my business." <laughs> <laughs> That's our jobs. I Sorry. Yeah. So so, anyhows, um, I think this like I think this book it could be really great for. I mean, I think it's great for anybody. To read because it's not it's not a tech bashing book. It's mm-hmm. not like you're a horrible person if you love your phone. You're a horrible person if you love your laptop or your you know tablet. Um, it does talk about how you can uh, h- how we have come to rely on them. Like it does, but breaks down the ecosystem. Like you literally have to use these um, tech. You know, technology like in a lot of our work, you can't not mm-hmm. do it. It would be di- very difficult for me to take a social media break because I use social media in my job. Yeah, to, to reach people about books, right? You know, um, and in if so if if I don't want to be connected to it, I still have to have an account mm-hmm. in order to participate in the How work. How would aspects. I maintain
2: my friendship with world famous author Jasmine Ward if oh. not <laughs> for my Instagram? <laughs> And the you're pictures right. Of tubs. I know. Yeah, she'll never listen to this podcast. but yeah. then she'll never know how much I love her. I really think well, she probably that. does because I do put it on Instagram a lot, <laughs> and she, we
1: are friends. So yes, but yeah, it's Hashtag very important.
2: You, I love
1: you, <laughs> man. Um, I think that you. Yeah. So I think there's. I mean, the. I think that uh, Manoush does this incredible job of being very thoughtful about all of those mm-hmm. things, and not making you feel like you're a horrible mm-hmm. person. That's good. If you have the, if you are, I mean, and, and talks about it. Like, is it an addiction? Is it not an addiction? Like, what, you know, um, they spend a lot of money, a lot of money to get us to not want to put, mm-hmm. not want to turn off the app, not want to put down the tech or whatever. Um, and I was really intrigued by the fact that a lot of, like, tech moguls send their kids to Waldorf schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: To with where there's where a, there's
1: no tech wow, technology jeepers. until seventh grade. Wow, what's mm-hmm. that saying? Yeah,
2: what is that saying?
1: What is that saying? <laughs> so anyway. Um, so it's like being more mindful. <clears throat> yeah, it's. I think it's just really like how to how to um, yeah how how to how to manage this, like yeah. how to manage this thing that we probably like with this genie is probably not going back in the bottle. Mm. Like it's, not I don't think so. An um, right. <laughs> in which case. Yes. We'll just never know because <laughs> <there's no> Twitter was <laughs> <laughs> there. I don't know if, if an apocalypse happens and nobody puts it on Instagram. Did it happen? Oh, the tree in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought it was, I thought it was a great book. It's a great book to, like, start conversations. Um, it might be hard. I mean, I, I'm definitely struggle. I feel like the entire, re- I feel like I already have a problem with it, and the entire rest of my family are, like, ten times worse than mm-hmm. me. So, and worse is a judgment. I, right. I realize More that when intense. I'm saying it. Yes. <laughs> um, and same thing as Chloe. Like, that's their social life. Yeah, like, that's for you. For my kids, anyway. That's their social life. I'm going to talk about my husband doing catching some jewels or doing some farming or whatever. Yeah. That ain't his social life. Well, maybe it is. I take it back.
2: (laughs) He doesn't get to catch jewels and
1: farm in real life. This is (laughs) the only chance. Um, Well, like,
2: what's interesting is, so when I was younger, I mean, I am super tech, grew up, like, we got the internet again, Mm -hmm. you know, but there was still a period of time where we wrote. Like, I wrote letters in the mail. Right. And so, like, Chloe, have you ever written a letter to somebody in the mail? But that wasn't like to your grandma.
0: I don't think I, I don't think I personally have written a letter like in the mail to someone. Mm -hmm. I've written like, I had a pen pal, but that was like on email. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't handwrite any letters.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting because. That is a thing that I could fall back on, and I have some friends who we are supposedly supposed to, like, we're going to write letters back and forth. Hasn't happened in three years, but someday we could. Um, But, yeah, like, that's a thing that you can fall back on if that's a thing you you grew up with, but... If you've never done it then it'd be right. Really,
1: really well weird. and there's a there's this disconnect between that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe we should read this, but okay. maybe we'll do this as a she said she said sometime in the future because we're already like talking a long time about it. And I and I need you to get to your books okay. so I can know what you read.
2: Well, the first book has the title that's probably as long as how much we've been talking already. So <laughs> I have it written down. <clears throat> The Awkward Thoughts of W. Kamau Bell, Tales of a Six Foot Four African American, Heterosexual, Cisgender, Left Leaning, Asthmatic, Black and Proud Blurred, <laughs> Mama's Boy, Dad, and Stand Up Comedian by W. Kamau Bell. <laughs> uh, also, a Husband. We, that's not in the title, but it is one of his other identities. Yeah. Uh, so the title is amazing. And uh, I listened to the audiobook, um, and I think it was just one of those I was shelving and was like, oh, yeah, I keep meaning to read this. Um, and he narrates it. Uh, it's it's he's a stand-up comedian, so it's really, really funny, you know. um, he talks about how he has been a nerd or blurred all of his life. and how it impacted um, how he made friends as a kid, because there wasn't, this was, you know, pre-internet. And so he was like, there is no other black kid who like is interested in Star Trek or whatever whatever it was. (laughs) Um, And so he felt kind of ostracized at the time. And he feels very good about kids growing up now uh, because there's like a larger community you can connect with people. Right. Um, He talks about his parents um, and with just so much respect and awe, it's just, it's beautiful. Um, and he talks about how, uh, his dad grew up, um, in Mobile, Alabama, I think. And so he spent some time there and the difference, um, in he's got a really funny observation on the difference of interacting with white people in the South versus in like California and mm-hmm. how much like patience he has with people in the South. Cause he's like, okay, this could actually be like an informative experience but then like if you are in a racist idiot in California, he's just like, I don't have any time So it's just it's you had your chance yes, to know things. good God, yes. So uh, so I and I hadn't I hadn't listened to his stand up um, I think I'd read some things, but not really like listened to his stand up or, or his podcast. Um, so this was all brand new material and I think there's some overlap. Um, but I can't imagine not wanting to hear it again.
1: So, I'm going to I'm going to listen to it because I just watched his stand up oh good <clears throat> like last week and we were laughing so hard it was and it's actually um it's not I mean you do laugh hard but it's also not as like every single – he's not landing joke. No every single that's a joke. great thing it's, it's just like, like a smart conversation yes. with funny stuff in it Yeah um and also in this stand up he mentions uh he goes to Garden City Kansas? Yes. Oh, Lord. Or or is it Great Bend? No. I can't remember if it's Great Bend or Garden City now. One of those out there. That's kind of what what he said, but it actually turned out pretty Yeah, and I wonder – yeah, I think I I heard some tour stories.
2: And he also talks like – he did not get his life together until he was like in his thirties, and is very open about that, which is really, really nice to hear. Um, Cause it's not. Cause I am tired of it where it's like, uh, twenty two, I got my first break or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> no, I was like thirty eight or something like that. Right. Um, so it's nice hearing those sorts of stories um, that just feel really honest. Um, but then also, I mean, he talks about. So he's a six foot four black man, and he uh, he has daughters. Um, And so he talks about like, if he had sons, and how they would be interacting in the world and, and different experiences of racism that he's had. um, And especially being a a big black man, like and how that's a completely different way of moving about the world. And, you know, he talks about so many police brutality cases. And so there were times like you said where it was so funny that – I mean like I had to like pull over laughing but then there I sh- there was one particular time where I like just sat in my car and was just sobbing. So like mm-hmm. he's just a really right. good communicator and like the fact that he has
1: the hilarious and the depressing right. makes both of them like just more right. intense. Right. You can't take the hard thing. So like something that came out in the um, – like in the um, stand-up is mm-hmm. like – so his wife is white mm-hmm. And one of his daughters looks more like him and one of his daughters looks more like his wife. Mm -hmm. And so there were, you know, he jokes about like skin, you know, the politics of skin color um, by joking about how like, you know, his daughter's like. We're going to fight against, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, the, it's us and them, like, in their own house, yeah. you know? Because so, like, or people, you know, people make ignorant comments about how, like, oh, is that your daughter mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, so, um, you know, where he, it's like a joke, but also not a not, joke.
2: Yeah. And um, I mean, like, he has, to, I think he even talks about this, like, you have to find humor in it. Or he, he personally has to find humor in it because that is the way he feels meaning and and is able to connect with people and also because he just would you know you'd never leave your house right you know so it was it was it was so good i kind of want to listen to it again but i will let you listen to it first thank you Uh uh-huh um so then uh behold the dreamers is my other book by imbolo mboy and i think we've talked about this before i think we talked about this before it came out or right around when it was coming yeah, out? Yeah, isn't this the one? This is, She yeah. got
1: that huge.
2: Yeah. Like, she's, um, million dollar. family's conference. from Cameroon. Okay. Yeah. And so she got a million dollar advance. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> I know, uh, right? And she was only like 25 and this is her debut. <laughs> right. So, uh, which is like the largest advance given to anyone who was from, who, like a writer from um, an African country. I'm pretty sure. It was a huge deal. And uh, I can't imagine the amount of pressure that that would be, you know, because it's like, oh, wait, now everyone's paying attention to you and, mm-hmm. you know this, is, know, this better be amazing because you got so much money. <laughs> right. Um, but, and it was amazing though, so kudos to her. <laughs> uh, we discussed <laughs> it. it. well. I know. We you discussed it for one of my book clubs and we will for another one in a month. Um, so you can join the second Thursday book club if you want to talk about it. Um, so... It's about, it's a really timely look at the American dream and about immigration and about um, classism, specific, like racism and sexism, but all like classism is a very big Mm -hmm. part of this book. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're following kind of this wealthy uh, white family and then, um, and all of the drama, various drama that's in their life. And then, um, a family that's immigrated from Cameroon who is working for them in various aspects. Um, and the stuff that the, like, especially, um, the wife who is from Cameroon, she's like the, the stuff that she says about like the white ladies <laughs> fam- is hilarious. Like it, like, The author did not hold back it's wonderful Mm -hmm. and so i don't know it was just it was really good but um there's a quote that so this was when let's see we were about to discuss it right when we're talking about um separating the kids at the border and i read this and it said the american government government does not care whether you are a one day old baby who was brought here and ended up illegal or whether you were blindfolded and tossed into a shipping container and woke up to find yourself in kansas city You hear me? American government doesn't give the tiniest piece of poop.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh,
2: Whose fault it is? Once you're here legally, you are here illegally. You will pay the price. And like reading that, and she wrote this two years ago, Mm -hmm. two, three, almost three years ago. Like
1: in the context of now. mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's. um, I would highly recommend reading it now. Um, The characters are really fleshed out. You don't like them all the time, which I think is a good sign for characters. Right. Um, And. You, there was an interviewer who asked her, he was like, you did a really good job creating empathy for even the wealthy white characters. And she was like, I did not mean to do that. (laughs) She was like, but I just like kept... I saw them as people, you know, as I was writing. Right. And – but she was like, this wasn't – this wasn't meant to be like a we all have struggles sort of thing. It was just that as she was diving into the the, the depth of the emotion of all of the characters. Mm -hmm.
1: And so I just think that that's Well, I mean, like what – I mean, like that's a statement of when you see people as people, Mm -hmm. you naturally have to –
2: Yeah, but there is one point where like this lady is complaining and she's like, so-and-so – Almost has to sell their third home. Can you imagine <laughs> the shame? And then it's like, and now we can't go to Jamaica again? You know, it's, Weird. and you're just like,
1: Gah. but then, right. like,
2: there is actual, like, there's, right. there's a lot of, like, and serious other I problems. I mean, but.
1: like, I'm just sitting here, like, I don't, like, do you, I mean, I don't know anybody mm. who lives in that. I don't know anybody who has more than one life, house, you know. Well, it's like a tiny house. Right. But I still know people who are not very don't really think about. Right, like yeah.
2: But, like, so she she points out those sorts of things where you're like, I have not one ounce of empathy for you. But then there's also, you know, like there's mm-hmm. drug problems and all these different things. So, right. yeah, it's, she does a really good job. Um It's a, it's a, not an easy book to read, but it was a really compelling read and moves you through the plot and you kind of want to know what's happening next. So. Okay. So, awesome. that's. Well, I've
1: been, that's been on my list. Good. And I have not gone.
2: So that was Tell Me More, Bored and Brilliant, The Awkward Thoughts of W. Kamau Bell, etc., and Behold the Dreamers. All right. Ta-da! Awesome. Now we got She All
1: Said, right. She Said? She Said, She Said. What? what are we talking about?
2: <laughs> um, I what, did, what did we read? What did so, we do? We read a lot of things, clearly, because we, we just did. talked.
1: <laughs> a lot.
2: For a half hour. <laughs> um... So we're talking about The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. Uh, Kimberly on Book Squad told me about this and was like, you have to read this. or have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of like pressure reads. I know. Like, you read this or else <laughs> or you're else. fired and we're not friends anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was one of these and I'm glad mm-hmm. that she
1: did. So. We mostly don't mean it. but I think this one she might have. kind of
2: did. Yeah, I think this one she might have.
1: This one was <laughs> – this book is um, incredible. Yes. So let's talk about the cover. Okay. Best. It's pretty much the best cover. Cover in the world. Yeah. And I think some people will be like, what, what? It's, it's a beautiful woman lying in, or what are those flowers?
2: I don't even know. Just well, beautiful and purple she's flowers. like an altar to herself.
1: Yes. Basically. That's Did you really see this cover? Have you okay.
2: Crap. Give me a minute. Keep talking, I'm trying okay. to.
1: Okay, so anyway, I the, the cover was just beautiful. And the the book itself is. Um, oh, so I know, we'll put yeah. a picture well, of it. What's the, we will put a picture because you'll be linked to it. So what's the, um, what's the body is not an apology. Does it have like a. The sub, power of radical self-love. The power of radical self-love. So you, I mean, she is just. It's like an altar to herself and she's like. Right. Yeah, she's
2: just, just naked and fabulous. Tastefully covered in flowers, but yeah, yep. she's, it's just, yep anyway so That's beautiful so it was um we listened well the audiobook and the ebook are on yes. hoopla and they're then, both on hoopla for free
1: <laughs> and the <listen>
2: no holds <laughs> so you can be listening i mean just i would say just pause this podcast listen to it right now come and back then, to the podcast and then come back
1: yeah. you because you can do that technology technology <laughs> see bored some. and brilliant <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway.
1: do you do you want to talk do you want to tell your thoughts first or do you want me to tell my thoughts
2: Well, um, I will try. Uh, So full disclosure, I listened to this several months ago. And so it's been like bouncing around in my head, but I'm not going to be as good at pulling out direct quotes as you are. Um, Full disclosure,
1: I listened to this 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) We were
2: talking 10 minutes ago. Uh, So radical self-love to Sonia is – it's bigger than well, she says. It's bigger than self doubt, um, and it's bigger than um, self confidence and self esteem. Because she's like, you see people, Trump, whoever, who A lot of have like self confidence and self esteem out the butt, you know, right. and they don't love. They they don't There's, they don't actually right. have like radical self love, and they there. don't have love for other bodies, mm-hmm. you know, and and like. We all know people who act like, you know, they love every part of themselves, but right. you can kind of tell once you, once you notice that they're probably actually hate themselves and that's why it comes out in that way or right. they're so insecure. Right. And so what she's talking about is pursuing something that is not like this big flashy um, bragging sort of, I mean, it can be that too, obviously, but um, it's more just like this knowing that you are good and you're worthwhile and that your body is what it is and that it's beautiful and right and you don't have to i mean you can lift other people up but you don't have to
1: like right you don't have to do i don't you don't have to do anything to deserve no right this and if you feel like you deserve it right. yeah
2: you don't feel like and there's and a scarcity you come
1: with it like i mm-hmm. like the thing that really resonated with me was like it, always when she would say When you were a baby. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, when you get here, all you know is to love and be loved. Mm -hmm. Like, all you know is to have your few needs met and to just like exist in love. Yeah. You know? And, be delighted with everything that happens, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. And, like, when you're not delighted, it's usually just because you're hungry or you need your diaper changed. Yeah. I mean... Um, or, like, you per- discover your, like, feet and you're right. just like, this, this is the, the best, best. I mean, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, every little thing. And you're just... you're And, and you, like... What she wants for all of us, every human, is to go back to that Be fat place. babies. <laughs> go back to that place where we're just the beautiful, fat babies. Who love our feet. Who just love our, yes, who just love our feet and who love everyone they put their eyes on. Mm-hmm. Like, who just, yeah, you know. They're just amazed by
2: everything. And, like, and, and little kids, you know, I mean, like, even just, like, when you're in more of the kind of thinking and talking sort of phase. Little kids, when they meet other little kids, they're just like hi, I love you, you know, and (laughs) like they're like, I'm so awesome. And, you know, and like they'll dress up all funny and everything. And so, yeah, it's just like this is it's really
1: just about reconnecting with that. Right. And it's not it's not like go back and have the ignorance and naivete of a child. Mm -hmm. Like that's not like those aren't the things that motivate your love necessarily. Or I guess maybe maybe in some ways, maybe it's just ignorance of what our society is Placing on us, if you're able like, to be ignorant of those things, or we'll you av- could you could cont- continue avoid. to love yourselves. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because this is systemic. So, mm-hmm. um, well,
2: and and those things that are that we may want to be ignorant of. Uh, she points out. Um, she talks about the body shame profit complex. Um, which she calls would be a ship called the SS Sucks to Be You. Which I just thought was she's, Yeah, it was, she's like, hilarious. Yeah. By the way, also yeah, she's just <laughs> so funny. Um, so the global the global beauty market, we spend um 460 billion dollars in 2014 uh, on beauty products, and that's more than the GDP of 167 nations. This is a thing I actually did write down. Mm-hmm. And then the average American woman spends fifteen thousand dollars in uh their lifetime on um, beauty products. Holy butts. That's a lot. Fifteen thousand dollars? Was it fifteen it's fifteen thousand yeah. dollars over the lifetime and it was like six thousand dollars on lipstick or something like that. And mascara. Like, oh yeah. It was like something Which I get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I I was like, oh wow. And and I liked that That's and a I, lot of and seven liked, tubes. <laughs> yes, it is. I have a I have a lipstick problem. It's okay, I have a mascara problem. There's okay.
2: three in my bag.
1: Maybe it's not a problem. It's just no, a thing. right? You know, I, I have a lipstick. My my, my thing. makeup is an apology. When are when you, when you dump out my backpack, it
2: is entirely compressive
1: lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like
2: shove aside lipstick, you know, well, to get to everything. And she talks about because she's <coughs> like, do what what makes you feel good and what you enjoy right. it's just it's like technology like be mindful be of mind, it yes
1: be yeah. mindful of the ways in which you participate if you in love this the system. way like
2: if you like shave your body and it feels really smooth and some silk sheets which does <laughs> then go for that if right. you're more like i like the wind in my leg hair
1: go oh, for that which right. also
2: feels great go for right.
1: that yeah um yeah so i i like i liked that it was um i liked that she was mindful of, like, that for some people, like, makeup is a thing that you need to... And it's like an that, art. Right. Yes. Yeah. Makeup is a thing that you do. And that's a pre, that's precisely, you know, I have a kid who that mm-hmm. is something they love and it is art for them. Um And they do artistic things with it. And so, but it's being mindful of where, uh being mindful of what you're participating in, mm-hmm. where that money goes, Um and doing and, you know, maybe supporting companies mm-hmm. that um, aren't ex- exploitative. Mm. Um, what's the word I'm trying to Exploitative. That aren't mean. They don't exploit things. Yeah. They're <laughs> not mean. Don't exploit. Don't use Don't be companies. bad. Right. Um, you know, like you when you know. Be with, a conscious be consumer. Be a conscious yeah. consumer. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. But it still was shocking. Yes. Shocking. And I consider
2: myself to be. Sort of a low maintenance beauty wise person. <laughs> I'm glad you said okay, beauty nuts. wise. <laughs> yes, yeah, just beauty wise. Thank you. <laughs> Good lord, I got a bald head. You know, I like I don't <clears throat> know what highlighter is exactly. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't really understand. <laughs> um, mm. But I mean, I do look at like I mean, how much I'm spending on mascara, which is you know a bit. And and since listening to this, I'm like, is this a thing I actually do want to spend my money on? And then I think, yes, it is. So. Right. It's
1: okay. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, because she says there was like. In I mean, this, like in this cover, right? She's got like, oh, she said, red lipstick on. she said, yeah, I love, I love mm-hmm. makeup. I love like doing it up, like, mm-hmm. but I do it knowing like what I'm participating in. Right, Exactly. In. Yeah. So, what are some of um,
2: the other big takeaways that you had?
1: My, some of my big takeaways. Mm. So, first of all, I thought I was glad this is a short book mm-hmm. uh, because, like, every other sentence was, like, mm-hmm. You know, your, like, mind is being blown like every other. Oh, my God. Like, it was a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely I'm actually gonna buy this book. Good. I'm, it's going to be a, something I own and put in my house and that I'm like constantly putting on the beds of my children. I like, just want to read this book embed the audiobook into my home. Yeah, it just it'll just, just play just plays. And you know the important thing about that is like I mean, in this talks in here, so oh like so one of my one of the takeaways, which was um, systems do not maintain themselves. even our mm. lack of intervention is an act of maintenance and each of us is responsible for our sphere of influence. So, and she said like like be mind the mindfulness like that is a muscle. Like if you mm-hmm. don't use it, then you know, you forget to be mindful. And mm-hmm. so you have to every day, you know, she does talk about integrating like meditation into your life and using it to combat the messages that you tell yourself and the messages that you tell yourself about other people. Mm-hmm. So, um uh that was you know like just that you know the the thing about this is that it's she's completely intersectional like everything about this is a, is an intersectional experience and so you know when she says the systems do not maintain themselves even our lack of intervention is an act of maintenance she's talking about every system of oppression mm. that happens so um the big takeaway the my number one i felt like and it kind of came towards the beginning of the book but it was um Make peace with not understanding. You oh, know, that's not a thing I like to do. I know. I know it's not. But I feel like this, that could solve so many of our problems. If you could be okay with just not knowing why somebody does something, why it's important to them, why, yep. you know, like. If yeah, not can, judging. Right. Yeah. Um. If you can get away with that, I mean, because you're like you're totally fine with this. Like, I don't, you know, I know I know people who um, are uncomfortable with the concept of like being transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, oh right, yeah, and exactly. if they so, could, if they could just get to, you know, if they could get to the place because they just keep saying, "I just don't understand," right? I just understand. and they're not, they're not understanding it then keeps leading them to pathologize mm-hmm. or or be afraid of it or say it's yeah. not right or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... And if really, you, it's like you don't have to. Yeah. And the, if you could just, like, take into yourself, I don't have to understand why this. I don't have to understand why that person is scared
2: mm-hmm.
1: of, you know, people immigrating here to, to know that it... It's doing like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, to know that it's causing their behavior mm-hmm. and that I need, that I can, you know, I need to connect with that person yeah. um, because I'm not, I'm probably never going to understand why they feel that right. way because I just feel completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, So, but, so my seeking to understand it and then being, being like, I don't like, it doesn't make any sense to me. There's nothing about what they're doing that makes sense to me mm-hmm. is going to keep me from having any interaction with that person that could possibly yeah. help dismantle a system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's me allowing myself to n- not use my sphere of influence because I just am like, I don't understand you as I'm a just human being. Yeah. And that I think it cuts both ways, like, for whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was that. And then um, a world for all bodies is a world for our body. So, like, if you... I mean, that's another thing. I do have a hard time understanding this. I have a hard time understanding how people don't realize that wanting the best for other people means you're getting the best for mm-hmm. yourself. Right. So, like, if you could flip, like, the way we think now is I want the best for myself and I, if other people don't get it, that's their problem. Right. right? Yeah, no. And if you could flip that and be like, I want the best for all other people, that will that will inevitably that the best for them, get the best not, for right. you. Mm-hmm. You will like you will only ever reap the best for yourself if you if you want that for other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want to be able to. You know, I'm just thinking about like a system of like like healthcare. You know this like, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other thing. Is like this is about you know political systems and economic mm-hmm. systems and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, you know. It's, where yeah. you, like, if you're like, I don't want to pay for other people's health care. Or okay. you could think, <laughs> I want everyone to have Everyone healthcare, deserves health care. And I and am a- one of everyone. Yes. I am yeah. one of everyone. Yep. So, like. And just s- send this to the government. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, and, I, you know, that's a hard, that's hard, that's a, like, I go to that. under. Like, I I have a hard time understanding why you wouldn't want everyone around you to have good health. Right. Like, because that, that is, that affects you. Yeah. It seems like an easy thing, but there's, there are reasons why. And so. Well, because we see things like that as a scarcity, you know, we see. Well, I think we try to make it scarce in our country.
2: Yeah. And she talks about how nothing is a scarcity. You know, if, if we look, if we start to look at everything from as a place of abundance, um, there's not a scarcity of wealth. There's not a scarcity of love. There's not a scarcity of you know acceptance and things like that. And so there's not a scarcity of freaking healthcare. You know, <laughs> right. so we are we don't have to, we're, be, we're we're have to be we be compassionate creating, and not in yeah. Com, yeah in competition, right? So
1: um, another like a, a takeaway I think related to that for me, and I know that this is something that you struggle more with. Mm, is, can't wait. Um, is that is compassion like her her message over I'm and over so compa- and over I'm an again extremely <laughs> compassionate person to like certain people right to certain people um, her so her message over and over again is compassion and that all of us in in the system mm-hmm. are victims and complicit mm-hmm. all of us are right and that um and sometimes and so like i think her message just I say some more than others i wouldn't say it, it was- yes but so i mean well yes some more than others, and some more than others in different ways, yeah, right. you know what I mean so like that's that's another thing, but so her you know her message of love and compassion is really huge for me because it becomes hard to have compassion for individuals that we think of as people who are blocking the journey of others mm-hmm. um and those people's journeys are also blocked in some mm-hmm. way as well, mm-hmm. and so um. If you're going to ask me to have compassion for Trump, it's just not happening. No. No. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Um, you know better. No. No. <laughs> I, um, I'm i just looking off into the distance right now. <laughs> but I- <laughs> I'm not really sure what to say about that. But then, but however, I mean, if you're, if you don't have, if you're in a place where you don't have power and you become the group with power we know this from reading mm-hmm. the power, the power. Mm-hmm. um yes if you don't come from a place of love and compassion all you are going to do yeah is turn on know, the other group reify <laughs> yes
2: Hey. all you're gonna do i'm sorry oh, word i
1: like to use i know please
2: be compassionate
1: my word. <laughs> All you're gonna do is just like well, replicate the same right. systems of oppression, yeah, because absolutely. those are the systems that you grew up under. Yeah. And I hear a lot of this discourse right now where it's like, I don't care what happens, I don't care what happens to a white man, you mm-hmm. know? Because, and the thing is, is I mean, maybe, and also, I, I mean, it's hard. This is hard. I can't. How go are we going to like? How are we going to ever create a system that works for all of us if we also don't have compassion and love? And it's, a, I fully, completely, fully recognize it's easier for me to come from that place because I have less you things blocked. grew a my white journey. man
2: also. You know one that's pretty I did, good.
1: I did grow one and he's, he's pretty, a good one. He is a very good one. They're not, um, hashtag not all men. <laughs> but I. No, I, I do you, know. Do you know what I, I mean? Like I absolutely, I, that message was really important to hear. Yes, because I, because I feel like I can, I can, I can say that, and I'm coming from a place with less blockages in my journey. Mm-hmm, right. Like I have white privilege. I have a, like I'm able. Yeah. Sis and I'm, everything. yeah yeah you right. like I right all of like I have a lot of things. You know, I didn't. I'm a now middle class. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and I know. I know all of those things, so I, it's easier for me to be like, "You should be good." But I think it's all, yeah. I think it's a lot to
2: ask. I think maybe as people, like, if you look at the privilege that you do have, go from there as far as being compassionate. I, I guess. mean, I, I feel like, like it's
1: a lot. I don't know. I just like- well, I this is her. I mean, I know as I know. a black, queer, she's queer, better than I, am, you know, fat yes. woman. She's right. like, yeah, no, everyone has to have compassion. Like that. you don't get a pass on that just because of but where, I'm, I'm where you are. But I am compassionate about
2: people who maybe don't want to be compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that's that's why I really like that brings up. So we both like the book "You Are a Badass" by Jen Sincero, yeah. um, and also a really great audiobook, also on Hoopla for free, no holds. Um, <laughs> And it's really good. Uh, it, it's similarly motivating. It's similarly like you are just inherently badass, you know. There, the world is is there for you, you know, abundance. Blah 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 blah. But this all, this brings in intersectionality and brings in system of systems of oppression, which I feel like it's like, right? Here is a more complete picture, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, because she brings up there's there there's lots of times. I mean, she talks about being fat and uncomfortable in her body in the past or being made fun of it. And then she's like, can you even imagine, though, like if born into the – what you feel like is the – you know, you were assigned a gender that is not your gender, you know, or right. like – or born into a body that is just not able to move the way you want it to. Right. So she she really goes, yeah, into h- how many different levels and layers and, and, right. and systems are involved in this, which um, felt really – great to listen to yeah um, and it makes it more of a book that you can recommend to anybody I feel like yeah um, and same with um, I tried to read might surprise you uh, some books on like meditation <laughs> <laughs> mindfulness and radical love um, and they were often like recommended uh, they were often written by more p- privileged people mm-hmm. a lot of white men'm talking about yeah. how it is you know right. you just let everything go. Um, And that was, like, there was some great messages, but it also felt incomplete. And so when I read um, Spring Washam, I think was how you say her last name, it's A a Fierce Heart Finding Strength, Courage, and Wisdom in Any Moment. And she is um, a queer black woman living in the Bay Area, possibly. Um, And she talks this book, that book, and and, um, The Body's Not an Apology really speak well together, just talking about... Um, finding self-love and, you know, finding peace and things like that
1: while acknowledging all of the... Right. Like, and how, and how, um, like, that doesn't... Because I think, I think what you're alluding to is a thing that, like, that I think people make fun of when they talk about things like meditation Mm -hmm. or radical self-love or those kinds of things is like Mm -hmm. Mm navel-gazing. You're just navel-gazing. And this, this finishes like it like it does yeah. the thing that i need it to do which is like we're navel gazing for a reason a radical re- yeah, for a it's, re- yeah. and that self-love reason is a is, radical yeah.
2: act that reason for people is, who aren't given access to self love as a yeah. general
1: no yeah and that that reason is to 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 get everyone out of the systems of oppression, mm-hmm. not just myself, right? Not just to be like, I'm gonna buy a retreat mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hashtag self care, gonna paint my nails, <laughs> yeah. And and sit in a bathtub right. and do you know great, light some candles and like do a couple. This is a larger, you know, yeah. This is fun a fun salutations. Yes, like this is right, like that. I mean those. <laughs> Like I know this person you're talking about. <laughs> it could be me sometimes. Sometimes I'm that lady. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag I'm that lady. Hashtag so, I'm that lady. And sometimes I am, and I, and then I but, feel guilt because I feel yeah. like I'm k- getting out of the fight or mm-hmm. whatever. And what I feel like this incredible, beautiful woman is saying to me is like, no, that is the fight.
2: Yes. Like and, that and, is the and fight bring when other right. That
1: is the fight when you, when you use that self love to to bring you know lift to up. to lift up and mm-hmm. to to remove barriers and to disrupt like that is the fight mm-hmm. like you have to be able to you have to be able to to bring that to community I don't remember what that last chapter was, but it was something about like oh like because uh-huh. that's her fourth the four there's several pillars and the fourth pillar was something about like when you get to the like the community level of yeah. like how you how you do that thing and so the other thing that I she does talk about kind of in the middle um, of the book where you know where it's like getting. I think it's just that argument of like no, this is a real thing because she uses body terrorism mm-hmm. as a phrase, and she says she gets pushback on that like, what? Like that's oh, yeah, y- that's hyperbolic and mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't use that and you know when we really we're talking about it so like body terrorism is real. Self mutilation, mm-hmm. anorexia, bulimia, suicide. Beatings for mm-hmm. being a trans person mm-hmm. or gay, um, legislation that takes away body autonomy, being deported mm-hmm. from your family and your country that you live in, policies that remove, you know, food I'm just security policies and policies that remove food food security, mm-hmm. you know, that's an attack on the body. Uh-huh. Like that's you're starving people. Yeah. Um, you know, like those. So like. Self, radical self love and body. You know, this is more than just like don't make fun of me in my bikini. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is, this is this is a life and death. This situation. is like yeah. This is this is yeah. Economic and social and political policies that are acting on our bodies mm. as as people and that you know this book is well Look, it, it changed just, everybody's yes, life. Yes, I
2: say everybody. It's on hoopla.
1: It's free. There's no <laughs> no holes. <laughs> free, no holds. Well, do you do you want to do you have a wrap up on it, or do you just want to do you just want to say read it? I just want to say read
2: it. Uh, read it for the brilliance, yeah. and then also <laughs> the humor,
1: and she's just she's a gem. She's a she's gem, a gem, and she does. If you listening to it, it's great. Like her. She, She's a great narrator. There's one point
2: in which she, I think she compares, um, like, because she talks about the difference between self acceptance and self love. And she's like, self acceptance is the peas in the pot pie that you don't actually want to eat, but you're going to eat them anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She says it better than that, but it's just
1: really good. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote, yeah, <laughs> and i wrote- I wrote, yeah, I just I found myself writing like tons of quotes like mm-hmm. as I was going through this book, so I think you'll find yourself doing the same as you read it mm-hmm. um or listen to it, so please do so, yes, love yourself, we love you, it's radical, <laughs> do we have
2: any news around the library, or are we?
1: Do we do you want to talk do you want to talk a little bit more about um, what Chloe's internship is and what we're doing? Yes. Okay. So, so
2: um, the the Public Libraries Association uh-huh. a branch of the American Library Association uh-huh. has a um, oh, it's a triple i inclusive internship initiative. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah that's chloe, exactly what chloe was gonna say chloe's making that face li- just like i always make like i forget what all those eyes stand for <laughs> yeah. but i think i just
2: like memorized it staring at that folder we had uh so it is um introducing okay so because librarianism as a field is fairly homogenous and uh it's focusing a lot on of
1: professions are
2: yes mm-hmm. and it's focusing on um introducing library science and library careers to um young people who necessarily like
1: don't aren't i mean not that like any young people are really that's what to go you know to I, honestly, I'm gonna say that's actually right. that's actually the realest thing ever but yeah. like no nobody one, is like,
2: this no, is what you should do with your life. no
1: one knows that librarianship is a profession until you're when, like twenty five until right and maybe maybe that maybe 40. if you're lucky yeah. if you're lucky, one of your professors in undergrad was like, "Oh, you could go to library school right. and get your master's in library science, yeah, and then you're like, huh. what? Yeah, you know, um, but a lot of people make this a midlife because mm-hmm. they find crisis. out about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it sounds at like a crisis. It's a great I thing. feel
1: personally adapted. I don't know,
2: know. Uh, so anyway, so um, there is at least one kid from each high schooler from each state um, who is chosen among a, is there a throng? Is that what it is? A wealth of applicants? yes. A deluge. A deluge of applicants. (laughs) Um, So Chloe is the awesomest. Um, And uh, so we went to D.C. to do a little training. And um, the high schoolers get to assess kind of library needs and community needs and then come up with a project um, that they want to um, carry out for the summer. And I would like at some point, if a little later on, like as the project goes, if we Mm -hmm. could do Dr. to Moore on the podcast
1: we'll do an interview yeah after the project maybe after the or maybe after the project wraps and Ooh, yeah and we present it and you can tell what happened practice your presentation <laughs> yes exactly oh yes.
0: that would be cool
1: so that would be awesome yeah. that would be cool so that's, I mean, that's what's, there's a lot of stuff going on at yes. the library right now, but that's that like, it's a thing. Uh, it's a thing that's near and dear to mm-hmm. our hearts because we get to see Chloe every day. Yes. Stay tuned for more information. Um, also, finish your summer reading. Yeah. Turn in your, get your prize. Turn in your stuff. Get your prize. Bring your dang kids in here. I know, get I was thinking prizes. about like
2: maybe bribing a teenager. To be my child, because the teenagers get the best summer reading prizes. What do they get? A T-shirt and something else. Do they
1: get a Rubik's cube? Those are some the kids are getting. They do. Well, all the youth, maybe I think
2: the youth make the youths. The youths get a Rubik's Rubik's cubes. I want one. Yeah, Uh, Matt, um, Matt number two in children's can solve it in like three minutes. What? Yeah, he said something like algorithm, and I spaced out. So it was
1: great. Uh, anyway, your go rhythm, <laughs> whatever. Okay. That's how so I feel no. about that. <laughs> so are we, uh,
2: Oh,
1: are we doing, what are we up to this week? Oh, we don't, don't have time. I don't have
2: anything I'm up to.
1: We're tired. No, we're tired. It's I'm summer. up to, I'm up to tired. Yep. <laughs>
2: Stay inside. Go watch the, um, trailer for the public. Yeah. Appreciate your libraries. Appreciate your libraries and love your dang self. Love yourself now (laughs) happy reading and happy loving yourself
1: happy reading that's it for this edition of the book squad podcast for more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode visit our website lplks.org
0: don't miss an episode subscribe please rate or comment it helps others find the podcast our book squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich Our theme
1: music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.